Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foul Ball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. I hope that you're doing well. I hope you're having a wonderful afternoon. And I hope you liked my new intro. <clears throat> Super badass, tad melodramatic, but ultimately awesome in my humble opinion. I thought it was pretty cool. Hope you liked it. Hope you liked it. Think I'm gonna have to edit it a little bit because some of the aspect ratios were off, and I was like, "Rats, that looks stupid." But overall, thought it was pretty sick. Pretty sick. It is the 32nd episode of the MFR Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. We are live on YouTube and Rumble and Right Wing Rumble. Want our right wing friends to watch as well. I see Jeff Pearson, low spec in the chat over there. Thank you, buddy. Much appreciated. I think it's live on Rumble. Doesn't look like it is. Hmm. No, there we go. We're good. We are up and rolling. Up and running. Rolling, running. We're doing all the things. We're moving forward. That's what we're doing. That's what's happening. That's what's up. If you guys didn't catch the uh, podcast last night on Vigilante Williamson's channel, the uh, clueless anti-football uh, we recapped the... Uh, Kind of talked a little bit about the NFL. Then we just started talking about UFC and then Florentine football, which is pretty wild. But I spent Sunday in uh, Dallas, Texas, great city of Dallas, Texas. Hello, Keely Chow. Good to see you, sir. Hello, Sentient Dildo. Hello, hello. And low spec. What's good? What's good, everybody? I was in Dallas, Texas, watching the Jets uh, decisively lose to the Cowboys. Not awesome, but did have a fun day. A fun afternoon in Dallas in that stadium. If you have the opportunity, I do recommend going to check it out. It will cost you a few bucks, but that is one hell of a cathedral to football. My God. Expensive. Expensive. Costs a lot to park. Costs a lot for the tickets. Costs a lot for the tequila. But it was really cool. I mean, when I was a kid and you'd go to a stadium, like a baseball stadium or whatever, you'd be, you know, Bud Light would be all you could get now we don't drink that because it's gay um but uh but i mean i just remember like beer and then city field where i used to go where the mets play they started opening up like these kind of wild food courts they would have like uh you know shake shack and all these cool places and you're like ooh. and now i mean full bars anything you want which i don't know how that doesn't end in more deaths they're actually what see now Sanjay dildo was teasing me the other night saying that i am a pussy uh I, I disagree. I firmly disagree, despite the fact that uh, the name of our show is Clueless Anti-Football Pussies. I still do not think that, that characterization is correct. Uh, I think he, he was suggesting that maybe, what do you call it, gay rugby? Gay rugby uh, fights are not uh, all that violent. Well, sir, I have news for you. Sad news, actually. Kind of sucks. I'll just read this in the New York Post. We're not going to watch the video or go over it for too long. But I do want to point this out. Distressing new video shows Patriots fans struck in the head in fatal confrontation. So this dude, this Patriots fan, was at the Patriots-Dolphins uh, football game and uh, got into a fight and got killed, I guess, from like a blow to the head or something like that, which is, I mean, a really shitty outcome. And the Patriots lost. I mean, that's a rough day, to be completely transparent with you. Um, but yeah, it sucks, right? This guy just goes to a game, just trying to have a good time, like I did. You know, same thing. I went to a football game, tried to have a good time, and a uh, guy leaves dead. Pretty fucked up. 
pretty horrible. And they also, uh, like I said, we're not going to watch the video because I don't want to watch a man die. Um, but the guy, I guess the uh, Patriots released a statement. Where is it? It's somewhere in here. Yeah. Uh, we are heartbroken to learn of the tragic passing of Dale Mooney, a lifelong Patriots fan, 30-year season ticket member. Dude, he said season tickets to the Patriots for 30 years, like, and then just gets killed at a game. Like, ugh. Just been doing that. Your weekly routine, you know, tradition. Big Pats fans, go to our Brady. Uh, he was, he's God. Um, but, uh, and then goes and dies. Oof. That's horrible. That just sucks. I think about that sometimes. You know, people go out partying, end up dead, or just, you know, some horrific thing. Like, you're going out, like, your plan is, you know, you're pregame with your boys. You're going out to have a good time. And then, you know, you get shot and killed or, drunk drive off a cliff or, or something horrible. And it's like, Oh, like it's bad. Things happen and it sucks. But I mean, you're just going out to have fun. This was time that you set aside to have a good time. And then, uh, it killed you. And that's it. That's how you die. Uh, new bomb. That, that was the dolphins game too. Was it? Yeah. Dolphins Pats, which I mean, you know, there, I guess there used to be more of a rivalry in the 80s and 90s when the Dolphins were good, but the Dolphins have sucked for so long. They're pretty good this season. They look better than they have been. Past few years, they've been doing okay. But the Patriots have run that division for the past, like, 20 years. So it's not really a rivalry with anyone, just, like, everyone versus the Pats. But, yeah, I guess these were – this was in uh, – I think this was in New England, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like this guy wasn't even, like, you know – He's on enemy territory and kills a fan. Guys, take it easy. Take it fucking easy. It's football. It's meant to be a good time. It's meant to be fun. You know, you're watching professional athletes get after it. You're not supposed to. I mean, you're really going to fight over that shit. You think the NFL players would fight for you? They're like, hey, that guy, Matt, he's a good dude. Don't you talk shit about him. I will fight you. He comes to my games and gives us money. I will fight you. I don't think so. I don't think that's going down like that. What are you doing fighting over a football game, man? It doesn't matter. It's stupid. Stupid. Such a dildo. If he was a season ticket holder for 30 years, don't you think he'd want to go out in the bleachers? Not to disparage the man just asking. He went out like the warrior he was. A true Patriots fan died for the cause. That's a fan. You have a memorial at his local bar. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Keely Chow, the Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets have a three-way rival rivalry. Yeah, all the Jets, Pats, and Bills all against the Patriots. That's the that's the rivalry. I guess recently the divisions changed, but still, no one's won a Super Bowl yet. That hasn't been a fucking Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, don't forget the Bills. Exactly. Who could? Who could forget the Bills? New bomb. Uh, they haven't played serious teams, though. They beat the Patriots and the Chargers with a combined record of 0-4. Yeah, I mean, it's week two, dude. There's no, there's no way to predict what the hell is going on here yet, you know? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I am not uh, – I don't know. You know, it, it's fun, man. It's fun. Like, it's supposed to be a good time. It's supposed to get you pumped and you like your fan. I like talking sh uh, sports shit. I think it's fun. You know, I, I have a good time, like, talking, you know, when all the – Cowboys fans were razzing me and saying, and saying uh, how, how bad we were. I told them to take it all the way to the first round. 
Take it all the way to the first round, guys. Woo! Get it. Get it all the way to a week one loss. Go for it, Cowboys. But that's just for, you know, just for fun. I was dejected. My team lost. I didn't like it. Well, it didn't make me feel good. And so we're just having, you know, a little, little, uh, little ball busty. You know, I think it's fun. I think it's, I think it's good for men to bust each other's balls and kind of give each other shit. I mean, just ask my chat. Ask anyone who shows up to this show. They enjoy it. They like it. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, in my uh, my member emojis, if you are a member of this channel, Jesse Newbaum Turk is hell. Um, you get emojis, and one of the emojis you get is me as a table, which is referencing me uh, my acting career when I was a yoga instructor playing a table for old ladies to put their uh, tea sets on. Oh, I don't know if my girlfriend knows about that one. <laughs> she watches back on my shows. Furniture man, lol, exactly. Yeah, she's been watching back on my shows to help me pick clips. She's a soldier. Um, but I don't know if she knows about all the things we've shown on the cocktail lounge. Speaking of the cocktail lounge, there will be a cocktail lounge this Friday night. That's correct. Eight o'clock, 8 p.m. The cocktail lounge is going off. Vigilante says he's coming. Zach says he's coming. Uh, hopefully Ruben Christopher Haynes will be there. We all love Ruben Dubin, the love doctor. Do I still have that drop? I do. The love doctor. Love doctor. Who really thinks we think he's the love doctor? <laughs> you gotta love him. You gotta love Ruben. And I think you will love this week's show because we've got some fun stuff to play. Some fun stuff to play. Oh, Low Spec says the best one is the fingernail polish machine. Yeah, yeah, that one was. Uh... So I, I stand by it. That was a fun day on set. Uh, that, that dress made me look jacked. <laughs> I made my dick look huge. <laughs> Neither of which are true. Um, but in that, <laughs> that instance. Sentry <sighs> uh, to Matt, you should make a new segment called The Metaphysics of Gay Rugby by Matt Fowler. That's right. That's going to be my new, uh, that's going to be my claim to YouTube fame. That's how I'm going to get over that 2,000 subscriber hump that I've been on the precipice of for like two years or whatever, however long it's been. It's been a while. And uh, just I, I, YouTube will let me go up to about 18 or 1780, 1790, and then back to the 1770s. That's where I live. That is where I live, the 1770s. And I will forever stay there. But I'm going to keep coming to you live every week with new episodes of the MFR podcast. And occasionally, if there's time, if I feel like it, we will do the MFR cocktail lounge because that show really takes it out of me. But uh, glad you're all here. Glad you're all here. New bomb. Is he still homeless? I don't know. We'll get some updates for Ruben. We will get some updates for Ruben this Friday night. I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard from him yet, but I hope he's doing great. looks like he genuinely was losing a lot of weight. Truly. Like his face looks slimmer. He looked good. It's like, oh, way to go, Ruben. They'll have some fun Ruben content for you. Uh, this, uh, this Friday. I hope to see you all there. All right. Let's talk some feckin' news. Trump got hacked. Trump Jr. Excuse me. Trump Jr. got hacked, which is pretty funny. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily funny. I mean, getting hacked kind of sucks. But in this particular case, it happened to be pretty funny because the hacker had a good sense of humor. Um, so I guess this happened, I don't know, yesterday or last night or something like that. Trump, Donald Trump Jr.'s Twitter is hacked 
exclamation point. Posts include wild claims that his father is dead and that North Korea is about to get smoked. Get smoked, North Korea. That's right. That's what I say. That's what I say. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Look at that first one. Obviously, I can't say what that says. Oh, there's just a big ad. Look at that first one, though. Fuck Joe Biden, stupid ass, something, some word that begins with N. <laughs> Which is, you know, right there, that's pretty fucking funny. Because <laughs> for a second, you know, someone thought that was real. Especially someone who is like, you know, salivating at the mouth, just looking for Trump to fuck up so, you know, so they could post something angry like, you see what Trump did? You said And then this comes out. Pretty good. Uh, I also fucked your girl, by the way, Logan Paul. <laughs> that is pretty funny. That whole thing with Nina Agdahl and uh, all the images that that other boxer was showing of Logan Paul's, I think, fiance or something. And she's just been with everybody, which I mean, I get it. You see, ever, you see that woman? I'd do it. I do it after Logan Paul. I'm like, all right, I'll be a hundredth in line, whatever. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Just kidding, babe. My girlfriend watches this. I'm just kidding. I, this is a joke. Obviously, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know that's true. Uh, this is uh, this just in. North Korea is about to get smoked. And the last one there says, uh, uh, "What does that say?" Uh, just an at mention. Some interesting messages with De Jeffrey Epstein. My dad owns you, Elon Musk, bum. <laughs> Richard Hart is innocent. When I become president, I'm going to burn the SEC. And then sad to announce my father, Donald Trump, has passed away, and I will be running for president in 2024. At least the guy who hacked him had a good sense of humor. I'll say that. I think that's kind of funny. Like, it's not, you know, it's not funny. Oh, you shouldn't joke about people. Blah, blah, blah. But it is It is pretty funny that, they, like, these are his posts. Because that could have been so lame. He could have, like, hacked it and you've just been like, Ugh, shut up. You know, I'm actually a big racist. I don't know. I don't know. Not a good look for Elon and Twitter, though. Right? If you're, if you're showing your Twitter accounts can still be hacked, especially a super high-profile one like Donald Trump Jr., I would hope he's got two-factor authentication. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of Donald Trump Jr.'s life, but I would imagine a high-profile figure like that probably should have some extra layers of security and still Elon's X. X. He was able to get hacked. Not a good look for Elon. Not. I mean, I guess Donald Trump Jr. had nothing to do with it. I will say good look for the hacker, though. The hacker comes out looking pretty funny. <laughs> I don't mind a good joke. North Korea about to get smoked. I also fucked your girl, Logan Paul. And fucked Joe Biden's stupid ass, Edward. Pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty funny. Not much else there, really. I mean, who cares? It's just that people... Actually, it's actually the thing that's interesting about this. It's the time a politician's Twitter actually did get hacked and not someone posting something stupid from years ago and be like, oh, it wasn't me. I got hacked. This time it actually did happen. Although technically Donald Trump Jr. is not a politician, but semantics, semantics.
Sejadillo. Every time media tries this bullshit, they just make Trump even more popular. Shit's hilarious. I swear to God. It makes me like him more. Every time they try to take him down, it just makes me like him more. Because they're so unreasonable about it. So you're like, all right, sick. I, that doesn't change my mind. If you like reasonable criticisms, but like you don't. What can you really say? Anything that is like a criticism of Trump has already been said 10 billion times. And then you look at the current administration, you're like, I don't even know, man. Like, even with his flaws, objectively, how can you even compare the two? I don't know. I It always makes me like Trump more. I think Trump is a hilarious, hilarious. Uh, such a deal. If North, if North Korea got smoked, would anyone even care? Probably China. China. Probably China would care, I would imagine. I think they use North Korea as like a buffer, right? Kind of like China's puppet a little bit. Little rocket man. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. And people got upset when Trump said that. Called him little rocket man. That's so funny. Just insulting one of the biggest dictators in the world. Reducing him to little rocket man. That's... <laughs> That's a dunk. That's funny. Uh, it just proves these people do not have senses of humor. Proves they don't have sense of humor at all. Uh, Nubon, that didn't come across as anti-Trump, though. That was more about, about someone screwing off totally, which I think is funny. That's what I was. I, I'm that's why I like it. Not that I don't. Not that I'm like you can't criticize the, the God Emperor. He is the best. And don't you dare say a bad word. I don't care. Say whatever you want. But it would have just been eye-rolly if it was just standard anti-Trump shit. You're like, all right, well, cool, lame. But no, that was pretty funny. I also fucked your girl, Logan Paul. That's, that's good. That's funny. That was very, uh, very clever. Said you did This will solidify the black vote for Trump. They'll appreciate calling Biden bitch. <laughs> I did see some videos of people who were very excited when uh, Trump got their got a mugshot. That they seem to be much more enthused with him. Uh, I heard some song where there was like some rap song or whatever, and they were saying, "Sorry, I didn't vote for you the first time, <laughs> or the second time. This most recent time. I believe the media's lies. And now that I see you locked up, I, I trust you. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. I, I mean, hopefully, it does sort of work uh, in his favor. I mean, you know." The way the last election looked, eh, some things I was looking at, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. That is a, uh, that's a lot of, uh, of votes to suddenly appear overnight. It kind of swung that whole state. Huh. Well, I guess it just must've been odd accounting. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a few things. So I don't know. So if they did that last time, I don't know if that would stop them from doing it this time. Not that I'm saying they did that YouTube. I would never even think that. And I never have thought that. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, maybe the counting was not the best and most efficient at that given moment in history, but that is as far as I will take that line of thought. I don't think I've been told by my betters to not think, and I do not. And I, and I will not. I will just believe whatever slop you give me and I won't question it. Uh, Trump's mugshot was legendary. All it missed on, all it missed on was on gang is big, bold font. 
<laughs> on gang. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. It's a great mug shot, too. He knew. He's that defiant look. It's great. Oh, it's great. In gang. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What else? What else we got? So Trump Jr.'s hack, Patriots fans killed. Uh, Howard Stern. Oh, this is interesting. So now I have, I told a story and I've told it many times uh, just as an, an example of the kind of the times we live in, the way people are right now. I think I remember talking about these to these Austin girls and uh, how they're having trouble finding dates, tr trouble finding a man. You know, they've been single for all these years and you're like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why, what's the problem? What are you, uh, what, you know, you guys are cute. How come you can't find a date? And I'm curious because I'm like, I was having trouble dating in Austin. And I'm like, what do they think the problem is? And they're, uh, it's a bunch of things. Oh, it's Peter Pan syndrome. These guys don't want to grow up. Uh, this, that. This. Oh, also, they don't have exactly the same thoughts as me. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that does seem like that's probably the bigger issue. And this girl who I was cozying up next to, things were going quite well with, uh, goes on to say, starts commiserating with these other girls. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is not a good look. And she starts to say how, well, I had this great date with this guy and he was really attractive and all these things. And then at the end says that uh, he's he voted for Trump, he's anti-vax, and he listens to Joe Rogan. And the icing on the cake was listening to Joe Rogan. And I was just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I kind of do all those things. <laughs> Guess it's probably not going to work out for me and you, princess. Because you seem uh, pretty passionate about this particular issue. And uh, so do I. I happen to also have supported the God Emperor. Uh, I didn't want to get an experimental gene therapy against my will. And uh, Rogan's funny. Rogan does a good show. You watch Protect Our Parks? That shit's hilarious. I don't know what the problem is. But I know. Not Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan? That disinformation anti-science guy who was a hundred percent right <laughs> provably joe rogan's podcast is the most listened to program oh you can tell this is british they spell program stupid with an e an extra m and an e unnecessary brits unnecessary according to castos I don't know what that is. The average episode draws in 11 million listeners. If that is a, uh, if that, I wonder if that's like a aggregate of all like streaming stuff. I don't know. The average podcast draws in about 11 million listeners. That is quite a lot, which is incredibly high. They can go on for three hours and Rogan brings in some high profile guests to chat about whatever's on their mind. In case you didn't know who Joe Rogan was, they're just going to give you a little backstory on it. Uh, while it might seem incredibly popular, there's, apparent, there's an apparent downside to being a big Rogan fan. Stupid liberal women will judge you for it. A new study has found the majority of women feel it's a turnoff if their partner listens to the Joe Rogan experience. Change research. Now, I don't know anything about change research. Okay, so they're a pollster. They do polls. I guess like those people that, you know, I've never been polled on, but claim to poll everyone in the country or the world. I don't know our story. Where do they come from? Okay, so it's American. 
ah, co-founders Mike Greenfield and Pat Riley started Change Research to protect protect and strengthen American democracy. And they they were founded in 2020. Hmm. Curious, very curious. Anywho, so this is a this is a, a poll of American folk, American folk, American women. Uh, okay, interviewed more than a thousand people between the ages of 18 and 34, and 55 percent of women said it was a big red flag. Okay, look, even if you think that, which I can't imagine, you obviously don't know why you think that. You've just been told to think that. It's not like you listened and you sussed for yourself and decided you didn't like it. You just, someone told you it's bad. Um, but even if that's true, 11 million listeners per episode. That's just per episode. That doesn't mean every man listens to, like all, those are just 11 million fans. It's probably 10 times that. It's probably 100 million listeners that, that check in every few episodes or whatever. And so you're telling me that, uh, if you're like in the dating world and you're looking to go out on dates, you're eliminating a hundred million potential partners. Bro, only chicks could be so entitled. <laughs> only girls could be like, nope, I don't care if he's the most popular podcaster in the world, in the history of podcasting. If a guy listens to Rogan, big red flag. How dare he like comedy and interesting conversations and elk meat and DMT? What else does that mean about him? Uh, conversely, only 35% of men thought it was an issue if their partner listened to Joe. What the, what the fuck is that? 35% of men would have an issue if their partner listened to Joe Rogan? Are those, those can't be heterosexual men. First of all, I don't think I know any girls who listen to Rogan. So if anyone asked me, would you have a problem if your girlfriend listened to Rogan? I would be like, I'd be like, girls don't listen to podcasts, first of all. And secondly, like, no, <laughs> who fucking gives a shit? I'd be more concerned about her true crime obsession because that shit's weird. And my girlfriend does listen to a lot of true crime. All girls listen to true crime. It's so bizarre. I don't understand what that's about. That to me is way more suspicious than enjoying Joe Rogan's comedy. That's a lot. Like, what are you, what are you up to? What are you planning? Are you trying to figure out how they all got caught? Why are you so meticulous about this? Very, that's, that's way more concerning to me. Uh, but wait, who are these dudes? I wonder that they just said of men. So I, you know, who knows how many of these men are gay. And if it's like a gay guy who's like, no, my partner listening to Rogan is an issue. I could see that. There's definitely still like, I feel like in Austin, there's definitely like gay dudes who are like very politically gay and couldn't, couldn't abide listening to something that straight white men enjoy. I could see that. But like, if there's a straight dude out there who in a poll was asked if their partner, their potential partner listened to Joe Rogan and they said, that's a red flag, dude, that is some bitch shit right there, man. You must have like a blog or one of those people that just lives on Twitter or people on Reddit. Reddit is a pit. That's a terrible website. I was trolling there for articles and it's like every single thing I read, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my oh God. Let's get off this website. That's wild. Oh. No, I don't want notifications from you. Okay. 
More than 75% of women thought it was a deal breaker when their partner was a MAGA supporter. Not in my case. <laughs> With 59% of men feeling the same way. Ew, dude. Who are these guys? Who are these fucking dudes? Oh, my God. Uh, Newbomb says, I only listened to a couple episodes, but Rogan's podcast seems not as controversial as many make it out to be. It isn't. He just, the biggest thing he ever did was said, maybe if there's a trans man to woman professional cage fighter, that information should be disclosed to the other female fighter and give her the choice of whether she wants to fight a biological male in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Holy shit, what a crazy take. And then also, I don't know about some of this COVID stuff. Seems a little fishy. I, I, those are not controversial takes. Those are very normal, rational takes. I think most people would agree with, especially the COVID one in retrospect. Now, at the time, it was a little rebellious. I think a lot of us, you know, were on board. But at the time, I could understand people not knowing, still for some reason believing in the government and like the media. Um, they can maybe think that, that was controversial, but still all he ever did was just vo voice an opinion. He didn't tell people what to do. He wasn't like, yeah, get him January 6th insurrectionists. He was just saying like, no, nah, I don't think so. You know, the also Invermectin probably works and, uh, get some vitamin D and all these things. It's like nothing was all that controversial. I don't know. Sedge Dildo, Turk, these retards consider anything not telling the party line to a T controversial. Absolutely. Uh, New bomb. Yeah, I don't hang around liberal women as much as Matt does. I guess I'm a bit out of touch. I don't have a choice. Okay. I don't have a choice. I live at there. I in cities in progressive cities. I don't even understand. Not even progressive cities, American cities in general. I don't understand how you could avoid it. Really, I don't. If you want to get coffee, you, you you encounter it. If you want to hang out with any girl in her 30s or younger, I don't understand how you avoid it. I really don't. It's everywhere. I can't, I, I, what do you want me to do? I live in fucking Austin. Granted, my choice to do that. I understand that. I recognize that. I understand I'm in enemy territory. I know. I know. But... It's like you still I still have to do it. I still have to somehow survive in this crazy environment where chicks are like so political. They even catch wind that maybe you're conservative. They hate you. It's like not even conservative. Like, I don't know about this COVID shit. I don't know about the lockdowns. I don't know about this experimental vaccine. I don't know about all that. What? What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> ah. Such a uh, new mom says it's not just men. There's no way that that is only 11 million men. Yeah, no, absolutely not. It's the biggest show in the fucking world. Biggest show in the world. Such a I'm fighting the patriarchal white supremacy system by canceling anyone who questions a narrative put forth, put forward by said system. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Rage for the machine. That's 100 percent true. Yeah. Yeah. This whole this whole system that's so corrupt and patriarchal and systemically racist all that, yet the second they tell me to do something and some celebrity I like co-signs it, you are a monster for disagreeing. 35%, yep. They pull the left only, seems like. 
Uh, yeah. I, uh, hello, Ruben. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, I guess so. Essential dildo. I think all this white lib women not getting any vitamin D is the real issue here. I think that's probably true, but they're they're so politically cooked that they literally will not compromise. They won't. I mean, I think it's getting a little, I don't know. It's hard to say. Firsthand, I haven't seen any evidence of it getting any better. But there's a lot of lonely women out there, man. A lot of lonely women thinking that these fucking, there's these guys who fit all the other masculine uh, tropes, but also, you know, hate Trump, love Biden, love lockdowns. You know, trans women are women. I don't know. I don't really think. Uh, I I I, just, I don't think it, it it's not sustainable, right? Because eventually, you just you know, it's like that was usually the dynamic, right? Like Shane Gillis talks about in his comedy. But that was usually the dynamic. Like usually, dads a little more hardcore on the right. Women tend to be a little bit more liberal or kind of soft, and that's just the dynamic. But that's like not acceptable anymore to these young women, and they're getting out of their prime. And they're getting scared. And, you know, I don't I don't think it can last. It certainly can't last with such unreasonable things like 50 some odd percent think that a man listening to Joe Rogan is a giant red flag. Ugh. Ruben, yes, you should. You should move to Austin and bang the woke out of these women. Please, please try to do that and record re record the dates. Please, like document this out i need to see this happen i need to see this this is great new bomb you can avoid talking to anyone on the left it's, it's not hard to just not say a word and walk away it's okay technically you're correct but not actually not if you work in an environment where you see these people every single day how do you do that and then they bring up things or they sound off or they say something in like a group setting that's kind of implied you're all supposed to agree with it. How do you, what do you do then? Do you lie? Do you dishonor yourself and go along with it just for the sake of survival? Or do you stand up and have a confrontation? Or do you just say nothing, which is typically what I go for. I just don't say anything or I laugh along or try to find some new angle or get out of that conversation because I, I hate it because it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's like being in fucking the USSR. Isn't the, isn't the, isn't Stalin the best? You're like, totally. Yeah. You got to say that or you, or you get fucking persecuted. Hello, Flaccid Phoenix. Good to see you, sir. Uh, a new bomb. I don't talk to most at work, only if it's work related. I don't have that luxury. I work in food service. It's a fucking social industry. You have to talk. You got to. It's just part of what it is. Part of the job, my friend. Part of the job. Anyway, back to the article. Uh, more than, uh, okay. However, that wasn't the biggest. Okay, this is the MAGA thing, right? Also, not having a hobby. 66% of women for women and 60% for men. I think that's actually pretty solid. I've dated girls in the past that had nothing else going on. That is a huge problem. Because you have to fill up their entire lives now. Like you have to be their entertainment. You have to like everything you do is together. Very unhealthy. Women should have a hobby. And uh, saying all lives matter. 
How dare you suggest that all lives matter? What kind of a monster are you? All lives matter? Excuse me, even straight white men? I don't think so. And 41% for men. Who are these fucking people they've, they polled? Maybe these guys are just like, eh, I don't really like hardcore left women, but I don't want hardcore right either. But 41% of men said if a girl, if a woman says all lives matter, that's an issue. That's a red flag. I'm trying to think like under what context, like if she, I guess if I, if I was like dating a girl and I saw on her social media profile, like hashtag all lives matter, or if we're on like a date or two and she starts saying shit like that, I would probably be a little bit like, uh oh. This girl seems a little crazy, a little focused on these things, which is like, look, all I want from a girl is to not be immediately judged and ostracized because I don't have the company agenda. I just want to be able to think for myself and have my own opinions and make my own arguments and not be like that, not be a problem. I don't really care what you think so long as you don't persecute what I think. That's really all I want, but I, I, but I could see either one. I mean, honestly, if I, like, if you're not, I don't know, like if a girl is like all about either side, I'd be a little bit like, hmm, I don't know about that. For men, the biggest red flag for a partner is them saying they are communist. Yeah, that's a good one. You should definitely be. This is weird. These are all over the place because it's kind of like, it, uh, it, they don't want the 60% of them don't want them to say that they're MAGA supporters, but 64% of men also don't want them to be communists. So what do these guys want? You just want them to be like completely non-affiliated, non-political. I mean, I could understand that, but that's weird because like, you don't want them to be communists. You don't want them to be MAGA supporters. It's just like, what do you want that thing that doesn't exist anymore? That kind of like, 1960s 1970s like democrat like true working class that thing is that's over that doesn't exist anymore there isn't this just sort of like no i'm like a nice person but you know i want law and order and kind of that's just no no longer a thing pick a side it's a fight i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you other big icks for women included partners saying there are only two genders ah <laughs> uh, oh god Women are great. They're the best. Refusing to see the Barbie movie is a big ick. Well, Sachidoto agrees with that one. He thinks that's a masterpiece. And you should, I think, apparently, according to Sachidoto. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. I will uh, I will watch it and I will review it. Scout's honor. I will. I've just been busy. But I, it's, on my, it's on my list. It's on my agenda. I will do it. It's on my liberal agenda. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, they're so unbothered that they big X for are they are so unbothered that they never ask questions. I've heard this from women before too. They just are like, or I've heard it more about from men though. Like, I feel like men have to ask questions. Like, I feel like that's how we keep the conversation going. I don't know if they identify as communist, they identify as conservative, or they don't care about politics. <laughs> you can't win, guys. You can't win. You can't be a commie. You can't be a conservative or you can't care about politics. What the fuck do you want them to be? See, that's the thing. They want exactly, they want you to have the exact same perspective as them. 
They don't identify as a communist, even though a lot of their policies are very in line with communist, neo-communism. They de- You can't be a conservative because that means you hate all these other people and you want a border and, you know, you don't want five-year-olds to learn about transgenderism, you monster. Or they don't care about politics because that's a red flag. That's a red. That's what those girls at, and also were telling me about how, like, if it says somewhat conservative in their profile, that means they're really conservative. It's like, what the fuck gives you such magical insight into the ways of the world that you're so sure you're correct? Objectively, your side has been so wrong for so many years. Ugh. The other, the other worth mentioning is that 41% of men find it a deal breaker if their partner is into astrology. Based, fellas. Based. That's how it should fucking be. It is. It was always concerning. There's that old meme where it's like uh, the, guy, the, the guy's texting, hey, mom, what uh, what time was I born? And then the mom responds, don't talk to her. Break up with her. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Thankfully for Android users around the world, it seems those constant jokes don't actually translate into dating. Only 7% of women and 6% of men think it's a red flag if you send green texts. A red flag. You might want to strike a delicate balance on your social media. The change research found that 19% of women and 24% of men found a turn up that their partner posts too much content. Okay. Pretty interesting. Pretty exactly kind of what I thought, though. Kind of exactly what I thought. Uh, all lives matter is, cringe, is kind of cringe. <laughs> Grim, nothing else matters. <laughs> Uh, Dillo, don't worry, Matt. Your YouTube career will blow up any minute now. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Dildo. Any minute, any minute. We're on Rumble too. You know, I, mean, I won't even need to blow up on on YouTube. Hail Rumble, eight watching more than we're watching here. Okay, so obviously, I found the pathway to success, and it's through conservative Rumble. I should probably, I should probably be like, yeah, these chicks, they don't like MAGA. They could get out. They can get out. I don't like them. I don't want to date them. I don't even want to know them. I don't even want to look at them. How do I even know if they are women? See, I'm going to do great. I'm going to do great, guys. It's all going to work out just fine. Flaccid Phoenix, my wife's hobby is watching Law & Order reruns. Eh, I guess it's something. Something better than nothing. Uh, Dildo, talking politics on a date is an instant turnoff. That's a red flag for Sentient Dildo. Ladies, if you want to get that Sentient Dildo vibe all up in your box... Don't be talking politics. Um, I would not prefer it because it's a delicate subject. I try to avoid it, especially on like a first date. But like, you know, these chicks, like they want to know, where do you stand? I had a girl ask me, the, we went on a climbing date. And the end of the date, she asked me uh, what my politics were. And I was like, why? Because I'm like, Ugh, now I don't know what to say. It's also, it's Texas. You never know. She could be really Christian. I didn't get to know her that well. Who knows? And then I was just kind of like, ah, kind of lean libertarian, you know, sort of trying to avoid this topic, you know, stealthy, bob and weave. And then she's like, how'd you feel about abortion? I'm like, you know, it's complicated. <laughs> like, I don't know how to like, I'm just like, I mean, technically I'm for it, but there's all these chicks who are like, yeah, abortions. And I'm like, that's really dark and demonic and i i don't know and it's more complicated i also don't think it should be birth control and it's kind of a complicated thing to be bringing up on a first date but she's super pro so if you can't if you're not pro 
just like, all right, well, this probably isn't going to go anywhere. I guess, <laughs> guess it was a fun date. See you later. Didn't cost me anything. I got to work out in peace. <laughs> uh, and the creation of a perfect atomized consumer is finally finished. Boom. Stuck the landing. Sorry, Parrot Head. I'm being an istophobe. My mistake. Uh, a dildo. Green text is like when you're, if you're an, an Apple user, if you use like an iPhone and you text someone and they're an Android user and they, they, your Apple people have a blue text, blue chat, but Android people have a green chat, the unwashed, filthy green. You're like, Yucky, yucky. They don't they don't do iMessage. They do ugh, green texts. Ugh. Can't send you links. I mean, I can, but then it's just a link. It doesn't show up in the iMessages. The MFR podcast, episode 32, that I'm sure you're all texting your friends right now. Watch this spectacular live stream. You're missing out, guys. Do you not understand? You do not get the gravity of the content you're you're missing on. I'm sure you're all furiously texting your friends and family girlfriends and wives and everyone you know um so that's what they're referring to yeah the green text oh uh, that's a red flag yeah that's kind of funny just like you i won't date someone with a green text i do tease people for having androids i'm one of them i'm one of the elites it just sucks for me not that i care what you use i don't give a shit but it's just like annoying if i can't send you like it doesn't like it doesn't process images right and it doesn't, I can't send you links. I can't send you videos. I can't share things with you as easily. I, I prefer you. I prefer, if you're my friend, you have a goddamn iPhone. All right? Fuck Apple. You know, I get it. People can hate all they want. I've been using this as a PC that I'm working on right now. It's great for gaming. It's terrific for gaming. And I can get most of the things I need done on it. But there's a lot of things about it that I'm just like, nah. And then I got a, uh, a MacBook Air just for like when I'm out and about because I tried two Chromebooks back to back and they both just shit the bed. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just spend the money. Get a, get an, a MacBook. And it's so much goddamn better. It's so much more streamlined. It has less RAM, runs more efficiently. It's so much easier to edit, send things places. The, the software is more well integrated. It's just a better product. And I don't want to hear anything from you. Anti-Apple. Okay. New Bomb Turk. It's better. Deal with it. Fucking poor. <laughs> That's right, brain loyalty. Loyalty. Sentient dildo. Consume indeed. Buy products. Grim says, I have an iPhone, Android phone, and a Linux phone because reasons. Low spec. Well, it's your name, dude. Low spec Linux laptop. Fuck. Obviously, you can't have an Apple product if that's your name. Fuck iPhone. I got a $30 Android phone. It's fine. What do I need it for? You kids with your iPhones. What are you? Who are you texting? What are you chatting for? I I do think, I mean, as much as I was about to just start standing for the iPhone because it's a good piece of technology. We are way too connected. Everything I do, right? I have this smartwatch, iPhone, computers, my car, you know, like I'm listening to, I'm always plugged in electronically somewhere. And then when I get to work, I'm looking at screens. This is so, so little non-electronic 
engagement or interaction nowadays. We really are just wired in way too much. Uh, and if you choose to act on that, I just ask you do it after this stream. <laughs> Unplug after my stream. Not right now. After I'm done, when I'm done, then you can reflect and be like, hmm, I really should just unplug until Friday at 8 p.m. when the cocktail lounge is on. Then I should unplug again and replug in next Wednesday, same time to watch the MF for podcast. Other than that, though, I think it's good to unplug. Uh, low spec. Apple is good for normies who don't know computers and the ecosystem is well integrated, but still fuck Apple. But that's the point, dude. I don't want to have to have a computer science minor to understand how to use my goddamn computer. Even Windows isn't that easy. I added a big ass hard drive to this to this computer for like editing and video storage and stuff like that. It wasn't easy. It was easy enough, but it wasn't easy. Like with Apple, you just plug it in. It's like, it looks like you're trying to do this. And you click, yes, I am trying to do that. It's like, great. It's integrated. Cool. With Apple, it's like, go into this, partition this off, create this new disk drive, give it permissions, accept this, download this driver. Fuck you. Just do it. Why do I have to figure out how all this works? That's so annoying. I have to create the genius. Okay, that's my responsibility. You nerds, you worry about all the technical shit. I just make the genius, okay? God. <laughs> uh, new bomb. Can't unplug my work requires the use of a computer. I know, it's so crazy, dude. We are so wired in nowadays, though. I really just feel like it's like, uh, remember in, was it Su Superman 3? The Superman 3 or 2? When like the computer like ate the girl and then she comes out like as like a robot, all integrated with technology. I think like that's where we're headed, guys. We're gonna be half, we're gonna be cyborgs, half robots, half people. We'll never unplug. Then if you offend the government and you refuse to comply with COVID restrictions, they shut off your cyborg legs. Now what do you do, huh? Now you can't even walk. Good luck trying to leave your house without legs. Uh, low spec. Did you see where Apple wants to remove all CO2 from the atmosphere and kill all the plants and trees for fuck's sake? Hey, look, they had a good run. All right. If that means I get quicker and more efficient technology, fuck the plants. Fuck them. What do we even need them for? Most of them just like breed bugs. I don't need plants. I don't need trees. You guys are so uptight about the environment. I didn't know you were such a lib, low spec. <laughs> Lol, I don't download any drivers. It's all in the kernel. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what any of that means. Okay, sick. It's a greenwashing stunt. Well, one one thousand seventeen seven hundred and seventy k worth of genius. That's right. Jam packed with genius brilliance and fuck air. We don't need any of that floating around. Exactly. New bomb gets it. That's why he's a channel member. He understands. He knows what I'm trying to say here. He knows what I'm driving at. All right, what next, Rogan? Don't don't uh, don't listen to Rogan if you want to smash. Cool. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Speaking on the on the the uh, topic of comedy, I thought this was pretty interesting. This is coming from the Blaze Media, which I think is Glenn Beck's uh, Glenn Beck's um, media outlet, his website. Blaze Media. Um, see, Rumble, I am conservative. Subscribe to me. Buy my merch. <laughs> I don't have any merch, but buy it. Um, let's see. And this is this is an interesting source uh, from where this uh, where this comes from. So, 
New Yorker profile finds comedian Hassan Minaj made up stories about racism against Muslims in the U.S. Hmm. What do you know about that? What do you know about that? Woke lefty comedian who built his empire on combating racism made it up. Made it the fuck up. Exactly. Surprise Pikachu face. Indeed. Indeed. Um, a New Yorker profile. And this is from The New Yorker, which is as establishment lefty as it gets. This is like right out of, you know, Berlin in the 40s. This would be this would be written in Berlin. <laughs> this is like this is the. The foundation, one of the tenets, one of the backbones of the lefty media. A New Yorker profile found that Muslim comedian Hassan Minaj had exaggerated or outright fabricated details and events he told about racism and discrimination in the U.S. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you lying about our country so you could get rich and famous, you little cunt. A reporter for the New Yorker. Dude, I don't even need to double check this. If the New Yorker is pointing it out, you know they wanted it to be true. They were praying for it to be true. They even questioned maybe we don't uncover what we learned. But that's how not true it was. The, 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 New, the New Yorker had to deny it. Tried to confirm the details in many of the stories with people involved, but found they were inaccurate. Interesting. In Minaj's approach to comedy, he leans heavily on his own experience as an Asian American and Muslim American, telling harrowing stories of law enforcement entrapment and personal threats. For his many fans, he has become an avatar for the powerful of representation and entertainment. But after many weeks of trying, I had been unable to confirm some of the stories he had told on stage, wrote Claire Malone. And she's a woman, a woman who writes for The New Yorker. She definitely has her pronouns in her bio. Definitely still wears a mask. And even she is like, yeah, this guy's kind of lying. I mean, <laughs> if they're not on your side, bro, I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a hit. Maybe it's a hit. Uh, Hassan Minaj was part of the Cringe Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Not surprised. Totally. Totally. <laughs> poor Hassan. He was microaggressing to being a millionaire. Yes, poor fella. Poor fella. She said that Minaj, Minaj, uh, is it Minaj? Minaj? Am I saying this right? Hassan Minaj? Minhaj? Wait, now I can't, why can't I? Hassan, my brain just stopped working. Uh, she told that Minhaj has confirmed many of the stories were untrue. He even says it. He even admits it and stood by his work. Every story in my style is built around a seed of truth. Like, you know, like an idea, like perception, like a conspiracy theory about how racist this country is. Every story, my comedy, Arnold Palmer, is 70% emotional truth, emotional truth. Well, the actual truth just came out because your emotional truth doesn't mean a goddamn thing. This happened and 30% hyperbole, exaggeration, fiction. So none of it is true then. If you're saying 70% is emotionally true, that means nothing. And 30% is an admitted lie. In my estimation, that's 100% lie. In one story, Minaj 
claimed that someone had sent him an envelope with white powder and he was afraid that he might have exposed his daughter to anthrax. What a weak bitch, dude. You use the people's instinct to protect children to get laughs and it wasn't even true. Wow, what a fucking scumbag. No, I mean, honestly, who should be shocked? So many of these people are, I hate even to say the term, but they are just grifters. They just lie, tell you what they want to hear, shoot all the way to the top. Another anecdote had to do with an undercover FBI agent who had supposedly investigated investigated Minaj's mosque. The punchline is worth the fictionalized premise. What a fucking scumbag, dude. What a dirtbag. Another alarming incident involved his exaggerating a supposedly racist incident with a white family while he was in high school. The target of his anecdote claimed that she had received online threats over his story, but they only suggested that she scrub her social media presence to deter more threats. Many people online reacted to the New, York, the New Yorker expose in disgust. I rolled my eyes. Oh, this is interesting. I rolled my eyes when I first saw today's Hassan Minaj article because we all exaggerate edit stories on for this stage, but after reading it, I'm actually floored. This is psychotic behavior and it defeats the entire purpose of stand up comedy, replied comedian Jerry McLellan. Leland McLellan, I don't know who that is, but still. Yes, comedians are allowed creative liberties, responded comedian Sarah Harvard. But Hassan Minaj brands himself more than just a comedian. He branded himself as a truth teller with journalistic integrity. So telling lies that exploit the traumas of our communities and masquerading it as truth is gross. Well, her, her take is that. It's wrong of you to exploit, even though these things definitely still totally happen. It's just wrong of you to lie about these. But I do kind of like that. That's sort of fun. Minaj was floated as a possible host for The Daily Show, but the expose has cast a dark cloud on his future because he's a fucking liar. Hassan Minaj admits to embellishing. Stand up after a New Yorker profile found some of the details in his onstage anecdotes may have been made up. Stories that the New Yorker found didn't necessarily play out as he presented them include jokes involving one of his children and their possible exposure to anthrax and an alleged interaction with police and an FBI informant at his family's mosque when he was a teen. In a statement to The Hollywood Reporter responding to the New Yorker story, Minaj said in part, all my stand-up stories are based on events that happened to me. Yes, I was rejected from going to prom because of my race. Yes, a letter with powder was sent to my apartment that almost harmed my daughter. Yes, I had an interaction with law enforcement during the war on terror. He continued, I used the tools of stand-up comedy, hyperbole, changing names and locations, and compressing timelines to tell entertaining stories. Minaj then added, you wouldn't go to a haunted house and say, why are these people lying to me? The point is the ride. Stand-up is the same. The comedian made the comments after the subjects of those jokes denied certain details of his recollections were true. My comedy Arnold Palmer. Sorry, hold on a second. Where the fuck was the punchline in this statement? Where where is the punchline? All my stories are based on events that happened to me. Okay, not a comedy. This just sounds like a like a statement about his work. Ugh, I can't read this. Yes, I was rejected from going to prom because of my race. Yes, a letter with powder was sent to my apartment that almost harmed my daughter. What's the joke? How is that embellishing for comedy? You are fucking lying and you're emotionally manipulating the people that support you. Dude, what a piece of shit. What an absolute piece of shit. That's like, there's nothing comedic about any of this. What a dirtbag. 
approach to comedy might impact a possible hosting run on The Daily Show, covering someone like Representative George Santos, Minaj reiterated his previous statements, telling the magazine the emotional truth is first, the factual truth is second. Oh, it's the emotional truth that's true. The factual truth, not as important, especially when I'm exploiting these narratives for millions of dollars. It doesn't matter then. What a This is like that dude who lied about being in 9-11. Except that guy didn't make comedy about it, and he short, certainly didn't rock it to the top about it. It was just a story that he would tell people turned out to be bullshit. But this guy's entire act is based on that. What a fucking dirtbag. What a dirtbag. And the story is to THR.com. And for the latest entertainment... All right, well, that's that. Dude. What a fucking liar. What, what just a worm. I mean, it's not surprising. I mean, if you ever watch anything Trevor Noah does, it's the same kind of thing. It's like every single thing is like a dig at like America or building on these narratives and blah, fucking blah, blah, blah. Lie, cheat, steal, kill. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 70% emotional truth. What a pathetic woman of a man. Dude, for real. And to lie about those things, to say the FBI was involved, to say the anthrax came and then they called you on it. He's like, no, I mean, of course, we all embellish. It's not embellishing. You're, you're making shit up, you scumbag. Ugh. Bro, he once saw a white male playing airplane to feed his kid. He was in shock. <laughs> I'm literally shaking right now. Hashtag never forget. My trauma, my trauma trumps your trauma. He's out here fighting the good fight. Yeah. Liberal co comedy has no punchlines. They are the punchline. Yeah, it's clapter, which I think is the best description of that type of comedy. Clapter. Just your average race grifter. Absolutely grim. 100%. Shit lib's going to shit lib. Yeah, there are incentives for this kind of behavior. Absolutely. 100%. That's how so many people make their careers. You just, I mean, you see that like it's it's almost more, it's like a strategy. You leverage your victim status and then you get, you know, this way you get work. I remember this girl was cutting my hair in Hollywood. She was a really attractive blonde chick cutting my hair at like a barber shop. And uh, she was talking about how, you know, everyone in LA is an entertainer, everyone. So she's like, you know, talking about making content or whatever and uh, referred to herself as like a minority. And I'm looking at her and it's a attractive blonde woman i was like what i don't understand like what are you how are you a minority are you gay she's like no i'm bisexual i was like have you ever dated a woman she's like no made out with them i'm like so you're a girl you're not a minority and she was just like you know gotta do what you gotta do it's just like this is that's what they incentivize say the thing do the thing and then you become the thing it's just uh it's so it's so repulsive millions of incentives yeah well, whatever, man. We don't have to fucking watch it. There's plenty of good comedy out there. Shane Gillis got a new special on Netflix right now. Lots of good specials on YouTube. Gas Digital is putting out like a half-hour special. Like, it seems like every other day. Louis J. Gomez, uh, Jordan Jensen, Kurt Metzger. Kurt, it, Kurt was. Lots of good comedy. So, fuck these grifter tools. What a loser. What a fucking loser. Ugh. What a weak bitch. What a fucking weak bitch. <laughs> Speaking of weak bitches, I guess this is also from uh, this is also from uh, the blaze because they're they're watching the woke. Watch out.
They're there. They're they're patrolling it for us. This is worth reporting on, though. Uh, Howard Stern, remarkably out of touch. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. I don't know if you've been focusing or paying attention on what Howard Stern's been up to for the past uh, few years, but he's a parody of himself. He's a total mouthpiece for the establishment. He's pro-vax. And, you know, I think he said some crazy shit about how like anti-vaxxers should die or they shouldn't get hospital treatments or some shit like that. Some crazy bullshit lefty nonsense. Howard Stern goes on rant after being called woke. I am woke, motherfucker, and I love it. This, look, this to me, as much as I want to be like, I read the article and I was like looking at it and it's like, it's really just more like if he said this years ago, like when the the right first started going after like leftist content and calling it woke, if he said it then, that would actually be like a rebellious kind of thing. But now he doesn't, I don't think he even understands the nature of the conversation, to be completely honest. I think like he's just so out of touch. He doesn't even get that this is like, this isn't cool, even to the people who are on your side. Because people don't, on the left, don't refer to themselves this way anymore. They don't say these things anymore. It was something that they said around the Trump administration, uh, being like, you know, don't be lied to, don't, you know, resist, stay woke, you know, like resist this, this tyranny, this white supremacy, whatever. It was like supposed to be a, a, a rallying cry, you know, or like kind of like a, huh, an in the know thing, stay woke. And then it became a, you know, a mocking, uh, you know, a, a joke against them. Now oh, you're woke. And now we got to the point where it's like, I almost eye roll when I hear the term, you know, like it's still useful, but it's like when it's in like the daily mail, and it's at all like the New York Post. And you're like, all right, all right, all right. Go deeper. Go deeper. You know, like James Lindsay. You know what I mean? Like, listen, report on what he's talking about. Listen to what he's saying about where this is all about. How it's so uh, reflective of like the Maoist cultural revolution. And how much, and then you start thinking about with China, how much of the media, how much of the, the, the country's debt is Chinese and all these things, the NBA, all the business we do with China. It's like, oh, that actually all starts to make a lot of sense. So, you know, just even even criticizing someone for being woke is now is kind of like lame. It's like, you're like, but he is so beyond behind the conversation. He doesn't even know, like, uh, he doesn't even know what he's saying. He doesn't even know that this is lame to everyone. It's not a rebellious statement. It's not a statement of allegiance. It's like, you sound like a fucking joke. Uh, so we just talked about it, man. It's not even political, but it's about the competitive edge. Yeah. I mean, certainly I'm, I'm convinced of that as well. It doesn't seem like Stern even understands what the fuck he's just saying what he thinks he's supposed to say to keep him there. But I mean, you know, his biggest competition throughout the years was always Opie and Anthony and they're scattered to the wind. You know, Opie is a really sad case of someone who just can't grip with the fact that things change and he's not ever going to be on top the way he was. And maybe he wasn't the funniest part of that show. And that's, that's kind of an okay thing. He he's like, he seems mentally deranged. And I still love, you know, Jimmy Norton. I listen to Jim and Sam. They're the ones who are still there. And Anthony Cumia, you know, does his own thing over at compound media, but I mean, I love him. But if you look at his Twitter profile, his Twitter feed, you're just like, Jesus, Anthony, 
fucking calm down, man. Every single post is about black people and some situation. You're just like, man, I, even if you're right, a hundred percent of these tweets, it really looks like a crazy person. It's not a good look. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. I listen to Opie and Anthony all the time for years and years. And now you're just like, so like Stern won. Last man standing. And I don't, I don't even know who he's competing against. I don't even know what this, maybe he still wants mainstream success. Maybe he wants to be on one of those shows again. I don't know. Uh, radio talk show host Howard Stern said that he considered being called woke a compliment in a rant, a rant against Republican Donald Trump. Oh, God, this is so boring. This is so boring. Like you're still rallying against Trump and you say it's just like, oh, God, this is so corny. I don't even want to do this one. We're skipping it. We're skipping it. I don't I don't feel like doing it because ill fucking absolutely boring bland nonsense don't need to hear it howard not interested and also just like oh guys this conversation has not evolved even sort of it's the exact same tenor of conversation as the last as the last six years Ugh. so lame uh new bomb says wasn't the original term somewhere around the occupy wall street time frame i remember just first hearing it about after trump I don't actually know when it was originally a thing, but I remember hearing it like after Trump's election. I remember seeing it on Twitter and hearing people say it. And it was supposed to be a cool thing and it was supposed to be like alert. I've also heard uh, it was like something that was like with black people that had something to do with. Um, uh, what's it called? Like something about like being aware of like the racial injustice in the white supremacist cops or something like that. I don't know. That could be the case. I don't really know. What I've observed is that what I first saw was around the Trump administration. And we're like, I started seeing it on Twitter. And it was basically like, you know, hashtag resist, stay woke, all that nonsense. Sedgwick Dillo says it's from the late 80s. Oh, okay. Oh, and Sedgwick Dillo does back that up. By black, uh, by back then, black folk used it. I guess white people started using it around the Occupy times. Huh. Okay. Could be. I don't know. I remember first hearing it around Trump. But I think that's what it mostly was associated with. Who knows? Who fucking cares? Uh, he's a basic bitch boomer. Yes, I concur. Pretty fucking boring. Yeah. Trump. It's just like, oh, God, you guys are so lazy. And you haven't evolved or changed at all. You haven't even grown with the conversation. You haven't even grown with your criticisms. It's the same shit we've been hearing for fucking years. Like, oh, my God. So boring. So goddamn boring. Um, oh, okay. We can wrap up with this one. So uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about how aliens are clearly real. Undeniably, we saw the uh, the bodies brought before the Mexican Congress. And I had no follow up questions and I knew they were real and I knew aliens were real, too. You see my channel. I love science fiction. Obviously, the truth. Well, there's a there's been some follow ups. There's been some follow ups. I saw a video of a guy and I couldn't find this one. He was basically did like a breakdown of like the X-ray and show that there were different bones that didn't belong there and stuff. I don't know if I believe that lib. What's he up to? He's probably woke. I don't know. But I did see this video uh, that kind of did. Uh, I think I think it sort of maybe I don't know. It, it seemed pretty, uh, pretty revealing. I'm not sure. I mean, you guys. Um, 
what you think about this video. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of it. So this is this is that alien that was in Mexico. Uh, and this is the this is like a, basically like a footage of like an autopsy kind of. Uh, tell me what you think. <laughs> Remember the everything's cake meme? They brought it back for the alien. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I remember that one. Remember 2020? Everything's cake? <laughs> the alien's cake too. Oh, that was pretty funny. Um, but there actually is sort of a real story, which I thought was pretty wild around this whole thing. Um, where are we here? So this is, this is, I guess... Like I'm just like I'm just waiting for the slam dunk that none of this is real, but I keep hearing it. God damn, my roommate's fucking loud today. I wish he would shut the hell up. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Um, all right, hold on here. Uh, okay, so this yes, yeah, so Peru launches a criminal. Or okay, hold on one sec. Sorry about that. That was really fucking annoying. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but I could. It was really distracting. Anyway, so following up on the aliens, uh, the aliens story. So I thought this was just going to be like, we're going to clearly dismiss this. This isn't real. But Peru does not know how alleged non alleged non-human alien corpses end up in Mexico. This keeps going. <laughs> how does this story keep going? Peru has launched a criminal investigation to find out how alleged non-human alien corpses were taken out of the country to be displayed at Mexican Congress last week, causing a sensation amongst UFO conspiracy theorists. Peruvian cultural minister Leslie Ortega has questioned how the bodies with human features, which she said were pre-Hispanic objects, left the country and said the criminal complaint has been filed. What? <laughs> what is this? What are we looking at? Controversial Mexican journalist and UFO buff Jamie Musan claimed that the pair of human-owned corpses were found in 2017 in Cusco, Peru, near the pre-Columbian Nazca lines. Mexican doctors who have examined the two bodies, which feature elongated heads and three fingers on each side, claim they have found no evidence of any assembly or manipulation of the skulls. But other scientists have panned the discovery as an elaborate stunt. Musan, 70, who tied the reported extraterrestrials as the most important thing that's happened to humanity, has denied any wrongdoing. Okay, but what are they to Peru? Why is Peru launching a criminal investigation? Like, was this just there? Hey, this is our fake circus attraction that we've been duping people into coming to see. How dare you take it out of our country and put it into your country? We need to lie to people to make money, not you. He says he's done nothing illegal. Borrowed. For a congressional hearing, declined to be ignited, the identified. We asked how the we asked how the hominids who dubbed Clara and Mar Mauricio 
came into possession of the unidentified Mexican man cryptically replied, he would reveal all at the appropriate time. An examination of the two specimens was conducted on Monday at the Noor Clinic in Mexico and was live-streamed to his YouTube channel. What did they determine? I'm curious. Are you guys curious? I want to know what's up with these aliens. We're not assembled. Okay. I'm sold. That's all I need to know. El primer estudio que se hizo fue una tomografía computarizada. The first study was a computerized tomography. The second study was a simple X-ray. And the third was a fluoroscopy study. In the three studies, we tried to see the structure of the skeleton of these bodies. And we were able to determine that it does indeed belong to a single skeleton that has not been joined to other pieces. Okay, this isn't real, right? I mean... This is just a joke, just a hoax, right? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's cocaine. <laughs> it's 100% Peruvian cocaine. It's all been assembled at once. I thought this was just like a joke. I just thought it was going to be like a laughable, ha, 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 look at them parading this bullshit out there. And now Peru is doing like some criminal investigation saying they're pre-Hispanic. So they're like ancient things. This can't, there can't be anything to this, right? Like this just needs to be some kind of a, a mock-up or a statue or something like that, right? I don't know. <laughs> Found it alive and intact, was in biological gestation. If no relation to human beings, even though they look vaguely humanoid, which seems suspicious. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. I'm going to keep keep an eye on that story because I just assumed it would just be over. It would just be done. And uh, it would, uh, one day, ha, 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 like what I did. Oh, aliens are real. And that was that. I guess not. Said you did. Oh, them aliens was built different. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. All right, folks, that is going to do it for me today on this episode of the MF or podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in and watching. If you haven't pressed like, please do so. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. And if you're so inclined to share this with friends, family members, social media, or your local FBI agent, you please do so. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, don't forget to uh, catch me. Cocktail Lounge this Friday. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. I've got some good stuff to show you. Vidji's going to be there. Zax is going to be there. Hopefully, Ruben's going to be there. You guys, uh, you're good people. You're very good people, and I appreciate you watching. Thank you very much, and I'll see you all next week, same time, and the Cocktail Lounge this Friday. All right, y'all have a good one. Peace. Thank you for watching. Please press like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.